Enter New R Presents. Happy Hour at the Old Timer Tavern, Episode 32. It's back to school time. This episode was recorded live at twitch.tv slash lantern noir. Hello and welcome. My name is Rob, a.k.a. Lantern Noir, and it is 5 o'clock. It's a Tuesday, and the kids are going back to school. But we're still off the clock, even though they're at school, so we still get to get together and have our happy hour. And and have a, I do sound tired because uh, <laughs> I was up for four... I, I streamed for 14 hours on Friday. <laughs> but before we talk about that... We, I am only half of the talent at the bar today. I am only half of the wisdom that you can pick up while imbibing your potent potable of choice. I have to hand the microphone over to. Uh, oh, I'll go find the talented guy. It's me, Graybeard <laughs> Gray of Graybeard's Tavern. Hail, hi, howdy, everyone. Back to school, huh? Oof. Back to school. And that, it seems like a, there's so many neat stories I know I have. About Dungeons and Dragons in a school setting, either as a student, having seen it as a teacher, having facilitated it sort of with children. I've, I've some of the stories we've mentioned on the podcast and mm-hmm. the stream before, but it's like you know, it feels just right. Um, uh, some housekeeping. Thank you, Haas, for the follow for joining us today at Happy Hour. As techie, absolutely, I do sound a little tired. Most, and to be honest, we haven't had kids yet. My the fatigue you may or may not hear in my voice is entirely based on me shifting my sleep schedule to be up at oh six thirty in the morning. What's the O stand for? Oh my God, it's early. <laughs> um, and and working a full day of like dedicated, I have to be on task the whole day as opposed to the summer where I've my work has been streaming and stream prep. Which now to be fair, I've worked twelve hour days stream prepping. But it's interspersed with all kinds of other light things I can get away with. <laughs> right. And and there's not the, okay, I have to be here from X to X. I can go grocery shopping. I can go make some lunch. I can, you know. <laughs> yeah. And even today, usually on a, a day that we have happy hour, right? I wander down to the computer around four o'clock-ish mm-hmm. and start doing some prep work and getting some graphics ready. And then it's like, and, but today I was like, I was walking in the door at quarter after four, got mm-hmm. changed. And then it's like, okay, uh, better get downstairs, get the studio <laughs> fired up um, and get ready to go. Um, so, so far, so far it's treating me really well. Uh, we'll talk more about that as we get into the official stuff. Some other housekeeping. I do want to remind everybody that we are sponsored by Sweet Steam Chocolates, sweetsteam.com. And the code Steam Noir gets you 5% off your order. And it works because in order to do the giveaway package from Friday's stream, the guys at the company said, why don't you just order some and ship it to the winner of the, of the prize? And that mm. way it all gets covered. Um, and so I did that and the to- code worked. So, yay! Um, nice. They don't ship internationally yet, but they mm. will negotiate. Just All as right. an FYI, I found that out uh, at my meeting on Sunday, which was also fun because I got to pick up the check and go, don't worry, it's a business expense. <laughs> and I felt very, very, very hoity to think, oh, I have a little account I can I can draw off of for oh, things fun. like this. Um, but and part of that is my, the stream Friday was so amazing. I had my one year anniversary of yeah. making Twitch affiliate. We went for 14 hours. I was ready to go seven. 
figuring yeah. out I'd hit eight with all the generosity to extend the stream. And I, mm -hmm. I was absolutely ill prepared for the amount that people threw at me. Uh, it was, it was an intense experience. Um, on a whim, I had activated, uh, steam treats, stream treats. Yeah. And I, we got, got tacos through the day. Mm. Somebody sent me Jimmy John's for dinner. <laughs> uh, I, I bet if I had put the local liquor store in there, somebody would have found a way to send me alcohol. Uh, it was, it was hey, not Remember, in Noir is whiskey, GB is bourbon. Um. Yes. And, it, and it was, it was amazing. I, I played, I played Solasta, the D and D PC game. Yeah. For yeah. 14 yeah. hours. Oh my God. Um, I changed parties partway through the day, but, and I was, mm. I was using a group party. The party was made up of people whose streams I enjoy watching. Ah, so, so I, nice. I, I had a character based on Kraken Inferno, Lenarius, mm -hmm. who is an amazing content creator, that other pond who's in my Wednesday night D&D games and is, is fun in her own. And then um, I'm blanking. Who was the, who am I forgetting? Kraken, Lenarius, Pond, and Nebula. Ah. I can't forget Q -Q. Nebula. And Nebula is my wizard because she plays a wizard in my D and D game on wizard, and that's why it was she was the only one that was the stock class. Everybody else was mm. a downloaded mod, uh, so because they haven't officially released barbarians, bards, or any or right. uh, monks yet. Right, and they did okay. Yeah. They they were doing okay for a no armor party. Nice, nice. I uh, my again my home my old home game. Uh, pre-plague was a bard a wizard a rogue bard wizard rogue druid mm -hmm. no heavy armor no fighters no no tanks you know i'm attempting to play through now with two wizards a warlock and a cleric <laughs> and the cleric is the only one with heavy armor oh we did uh out of the abyss out of the abyss yeah, okay. we did Out of the Abyss with, it was, I was the cleric, a warlock, a sorcerer, and I can't remember. But yeah, it was, the, the cleric was the closest thing to a warrior that we had. And the only one, every weapon we found, they were just like, oh, here you go. <laughs> so I had a dwarven cleric with the sun sword remember kids some of your older friends in gaming might still insist that clerics can only use blunt weapons that means they've been playing since second edition and not just since second edition mm -hmm. since before the expansion books in yep. second edition yep because i still remember going to a guy's house and saying here's my elven cleric and he went wait she has a bow and i said yes Here's her mm -hmm. deity from the cleric's book. Yes. Preferred weapon, bow. Oh, exactly. He's like, oh, yep. well, I, I guess you have proficiency in bow, so I get, yeah, okay, we can work with that. That'll that'll work. Um, clerics don't use blades, man. <laughs> clerics don't use blades. Yeah, something like that. Something <laughs> like that. So we can talk more about our weekend review when we get to the back end of the stream. Uh, All right. Tell me a bit about um, let's let the topic for the week. Since mm. I am back to school this week, I thought yeah. it'd be kind of fun to 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 yammer on a bit about schools and Dungeons and Dragons and 
where we have we played it there? Where have we met people there? Some of our experiences, some pros cons. Kind of a free for all on the the back to school topic. Yeah. So, um, you know, I I started playing at the height of the, well, at the upswing and 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 fervor of the satanic panic. So, there at school, it was like. <laughs> it was a lot like those those stupid little comic books, you know. <laughs> oh, we hide we hide in secret, and you know it's a, it's a cult. We because <laughs> you couldn't you you know you you weren't supposed to talk about it in school and stuff. You would end up at the principal's office. It was it was ridiculous. So yeah, so of course it was. Which to our you know little future metalhead minds made it even more exciting and fun so we would <laughs> uh, okay we'll meet at lunch in the library um <laughs> and and D and D it up you know so we would we would hide in the stacks and you know we would roll on a book <laughs> get some adventuring in at uh at lunchtime um so yeah that was uh it was pretty good I, I got uh, kind of lucky in, by the time I got to high school, we had one friend's house who was like the place to go play it was, was at their place. Cause he had had five older brothers <laughs> and, and his mom was just like, Oh, you boys, you know? And so she loved us and it was, you know, she had, she had pans that, you know, you couldn't put your arm around and we'd come over for D and D on a Saturday or whatever. And she would like, you know, put this pan that goes on all four burners there and get like, you know, 20 pounds of hamburger out and start making sloppy joes and stuff for us. Oh, wow. Us wolves in the basement. Um, so that's a good deal. See, we I was very lucky. Um, our area was not scared of D and D. In fact, my middle hmm. school had the source books. Oh wow! They did have deities and demigods because boobies. Mm -hmm. um, yep. But they had the second edition player's handbook, DM's guide, and I don't think they had the monster manual. Hmm. Um, in the library collection. Oh wow! And so, wow. so we were not only were we allowed to like get our hands on it, but I we we hit the spot where the the librarian told us that we had used the limit of copies <laughs> from library material for the year because we would we'd hang out after school or at lunch and do things like oh my gosh yeah you know we're gonna need this we're gonna play it later uh, excuse me can you make a quick copy of these two pages mm -hmm. and then like five minutes later, can you make a quick copy of these two pages. So like we we basically bootlegged our own functioning <laughs> copy of the DM's guide right. off the library copy machine, which a copy machine, bear in mind, in nineteen this was nineteen eighty eight, right, was right. not like a high capacity, high speed, yeah, you know, any kind of thing. It was one of those. It took a while. They were technically expensive because toner was still expensive. Because right, it was like oh, you can make a copy. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so we were very lucky. We didn't have to hide. We were more concerned about other kids than we were administration. Right. Right. It was, it was the, the, oh, you're nerds factor <laughs> way more than, um, that we had to worry about the, the principal from the principal's point of view, the D and D kids were like the best. 
We never got into trouble. We didn't screw around in class. You know, if we got if we got in trouble, it's because we were rolling dice under our books, right? Because because people still wanted to actually roll their characters, and mm-hmm. so you had to, you had to generate your your stats. There would yeah. be sheets of pre-rolled stats that would get passed around, <laughs> so that you could like you know pick and choose which stat collection you were going to use. So you could sit yeah. in class and make characters. You just skip the rolling part. Your buddy from first hour brought in the sheet of of pre rolls he'd done the night before for you, <laughs> and and then it then it was legit because it, you know you it wasn't like you picked your numbers they were rolled. Yeah, you just picked which yeah. set you used. That's awesome, actually. I I like that. I uh I am not one. I I do not like rolling uh, characters nowadays. I I I think the point by and stat it makes it much better because you just you're always going to have that one person who's like not to say people cheat but but people cheat but people cheat you know i and and not necessarily even that it, it too like uh my original home game uh with the girls they we all sat at the table together and of course because they're little kids they huck the dice and it's like 18 18 <laughs> 17 you know i both their characters both those their characters started with with racial bonuses started with 20s in in their prime stat you know mm-hmm. meanwhile my <laughs> my other buddy who rolled he was like Ooh, a 10, Ooh, a 13, you know? And so the characters were just wildly uh, divergent. Yeah, well, and, and that, that was one of those, too, where like the original runs of the games back then were you rolled 3D6 mm-hmm. and you put them down in order. Mm-hmm. And so things like 4D6 keep the best three. Yeah. Uh, 5D6 keep the best three um 46 keep the best three and assign it where you want or even 3d6 assign Mm -hmm. it where you want yep was one of those like oh that's kind of novel and i remember like we would have our arrays of numbers that had been rolled up so you Mm -hmm. were like well there's there's 117 in here where do i put the 17 because i have to i gotta figure out where i'm putting the seven Exactly. Um, okay. Well, what if I put the seven in wisdom, and then I put the seventeen in dex, <laughs> or <and> wisdom? <laughs> yeah, and, and then wisdom is one of those poor dump stats. That's so many int int. You really can't dump stat mm. because there's too many mechanics tied to it, and all the levels of D and D. Too many things got tied to mm. intelligence. Wisdom was relatively safe, and then the obvious charisma dump. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need yeah. charisma. We're adventurers. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, I mean, you're not adventurers. You're a goblin extermination parties is what you are. <laughs> kind of makes sense. Y'all have a Christmas sex. You make a living slaughtering vermin. And you're you're the only you're the only you're the only ones who can stand each other. <laughs> exactly. Social awkwardness. Ouch. Um, yeah. But um but yeah, so we were very, very lucky on that. The closest we got to the satanic panic. Uh, was a buddy of mine when I got to call, uh, got to high school, whose mom allowed all the RPGs except D and D. Yeah, yeah, uh, you. Yeah, which was always a little bit weird. So we and we even played um, 
We played Rifts, mm. which had a lot of fantasy to it. Yeah. We also played, there was another fantasy RPG that somebody brought out that was basically D&D, but it was, it was, it was high fantasy, but yeah. it wasn't D&D. Mm. So like we got the, we're playing a fantasy game, we're playing D&D, but it's not. D&D. So his mom's not mad. Right. And it, it it's so funny, uh, the whole labeling thing, because that's, uh, at one point, my little brother was playing with another group, borrowed some of my books. That person's mother burnt those books. And because it was like the 80s, you didn't go to somebody's mom and go, hey, you know, what the F? <laughs> we're going to court. Yeah, it just wasn't how things were done. So my, uh, uh, not my fiend folio, deities and demigods, my original D&Ds and demigods. Or no, it was fiend folio because I still have my original D&D, uh, demigods with Elric and Cthulhu and stuff in it. So nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's interesting too because those that, that original book, the deities and demigods, mm -hmm. Um, had a lot of decent writing about gods from around the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, we let's be honest. I mean, there's a certain amount of light. We shouldn't be too thrilled at the cultural appropriation that goes on there. Right. Um, but um, I guess if it had to go, the book would have wanted to go that way. Right. You know, to be fair, yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, nice. literally nice. out in a blaze of glory. <laughs> glory. Uh, as opposed to just being dumped in a dumpster somewhere. But it like... <laughs> I I had it, and it's either still at my mother's house, mm. or it's somewhere in a box. And I just keep overlooking it. Yeah. But it has like a write up of all the Egyptian gods, mm -hmm. all the Norse gods, a full like breakdown on what makes you know what made Thor different than Loki and the relationships mm -hmm. there. And and can I help you a little bit? Stack right blocks. Um, uh, Stack so, blocks yeah. for everything of and stuff. Yeah. And, so you could kill but, Thor. Yeah, and so hence that's why. They're smartened up nowadays. <laughs> you never give God gods a stat block because somebody's gonna go after it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think I think on top of that too, there's a little more awareness of mm. it's not entirely cricket to to play act at other people's faiths. Right. Like it was yeah. very it was yeah, very yeah. Eurocentric to go or Western centric to go. Well, you know, we can pretend to be a god of uh, following uh, this this. Egyptian god when there are people out there who who today still like you know no I'm I'm kind of down with Anubis right. so down with you making fun of it um and I saw an amazing it was a great meme it was hmm. it was almost like it was more like a novel than a meme right uh but it was the what if we'd made Jesus a superhero the way we've made Thor right you know obvious <laughs> powers resurrection <laughs> cure disease right. walking right. on water Mm -hmm. uh, creating food and water as needed, um, yep. marginal usefulness in most situations, but you know, we'll figure it all out. Um, mm. call, I think somebody suggested call lightning should be added. <laughs> and there was like this huge debate, like, cause it was a yeah. Tumblr series of posts. Like, I don't think he ever yeah. really did. Well, what about this? Well, that's not actually calling lightning. That's being there when lightning strikes. Mm. Um, and then his, uh, his bane was silver in reference to the eight pieces of silver <laughs> yeah, that Judas yeah, yeah. got. Right, um, exactly. And there's a part of me that's like, you know, I would probably buy that comic line. Hmm. Like, I think I would. I think it would be kind of a neat thing to kind of, 
you know, it's a little tongue in cheek. It's a little sacrilegious. I can picture mm. some pearl clutching somewhere. Mm-hmm. But at the same mm-hmm. time, it's like, I'm confident enough in my faith to go, yeah, okay, let's, let's roll this. But it definitely yeah. was a neat twist on the, like, nobody thinks to do that. Right. But we're kind of, we're all kind of okay with lots of other ways of doing it. That was a very interesting <laughs> conversation. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I guess he who wins or, you know, the victors write history, I guess. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that, that one's still out there. And we were, we were very lucky on, on, on that treatment there. I, the biggest trouble I got into D&D, honestly, was I was making the mistake one day in history class of reading the rules in the Palladium book mm. about MDC versus SDC. Yeah. And there's, there's just reference, the, the, their way of, de- of describing it is so over the top. Right. Of, of SDC damaged MDC structures. That I, I couldn't stop giggling. Right. And so the right. teacher's up there trying to lead us through a lecture on something. And there's this redheaded nerd on the far, far wall by the <laughs> windows who just keeps giggling. Right. So it's like I wasn't right. even good at hiding the fact that I wasn't paying attention. But <clears throat> would you like to tell the class? Would oh, I wish to? he. I wish he had invited that because I would have loved to try to read it out loud. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think I was that courageous as a high school student. I think I absolutely would go. No, sir, I'm really sorry. Here, you can take the book away. I'll, I'll come back for it at the end of the semester. You torture yourself. No, I had to come back. It wasn't my book. I had to come back at the end of the day. Oh, oh I see. <laughs> no, I was very practical. If something got taken away, I was like, that's not actually mine. Can I come back and get it at two o'clock, please? Yeah. Uh, so for us, too, it was, um, you know, uh, college, late 80s, early 90s. We school-wise we we uh sort of took over there was a gamers guild but it was like eight people who were just basically a game gaming group who hung out mm-hmm. and so we took over and we ended up you know creating a convention uh that still still runs to this day uh they're on 25 or 30 you know conventions under their belt at this point mm-hmm. um so we created a convention we had 300 some members at one point it was it was great this was all you know like i said late 80s early 90s before gaming was like you know like now and it was nothing to have you know 40 or 50 people on a friday and we got so much that eventually the club had Fridays and Sundays mm. and we would have a whole floor of the art building oh, uh, nice. set aside for our, for our games. So it was really nice. It gave us a lot of, you know, uh, space to try uh, different things mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, cause LARPing was not, not a thing yet. And so um we actually were able to do some live action stuff and things and particularly vampire had just come out. And so there was, you know, we were able to do more of a live action role play kind of vampire stuff and things that, uh, that wouldn't have been able, we wouldn't have been able to do, you know, without the, the space and then the, the okay of the school to, to do, which was really interesting because uh tavern sparrow uh 
was very instrumental in moving that forward because it was very it was very gamer again very cult-like where it was like oh look we've got we've got several people who are gamers on the student council you know <laughs> let's have a vote about this new club shall we and <laughs> of course should we uh, should we finance this gaming convention <laughs> all in favor yes master you know <laughs> <laughs> well you know that, that there's a little bit though too where you that's those are the systems Mm -hmm. I mean, you think about all the things that the student councils of colleges and high schools have put mm -hmm. money into that people have not wanted to participate in. They're like, I don't have any interest in this. This is a waste of time and money. Well, it's because the people who got on the council voted to spend money on it. it there, no, nobody magically filtered in and went, oh, you know, we should do these, you know, so like good on you guys for going, hey. It's time yeah. for the system to work for us for a change. Exactly. Yeah, it should. So to complete credit to Sparrow for pushing that forward, it was kind of, uh, she, she was kind of the, 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 uh, fulcrum, the, the, the momentum and all I was, I was the face. She, she was the hacker and I was the face character. So, nice. um, you know, See, and, and you guys were, I mean, it was nice. I would have preferred that at CMU that we mm. had our clubs on our game night on Fridays or Saturdays or Sundays because they opted for the Thursday night, catch mm. everybody before they go home for the weekend. Uh. Was the strategy there was let's do Thursdays, which double dipped in bad. On the one hand, yeah. we all had class the next day. Mm. Um and we were renting a room. We were using a room. We weren't renting. We were, we were registering a ballroom yeah. at the uh, student center. Right. Well, they had an 11 o'clock shutdown time. So at 1030, we had to start mm -hmm. packing up because at mm -hmm. 1045, the custodians came by to go, okay, we're going to be, we have to start cleaning <laughs> the room here at 11 sharp because you're the last ones using a room. And we get to go home yeah. as soon as we're done cleaning the room. <laughs> so if you all could get out of here at, right at 11, we can leave at 1110. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's that other layer of, and don't make a mess because mm -hmm. the more time we spend cleaning up your mess, the later we got to stay. Mm. So, but then in addition to that, for Central Michigan, Thursday night was bar night. Mm. That was the night everyone went out to the bar because it was the night before everyone went home for the weekend. Mm. So trying to recruit people yeah. to come try out, uh, rpgs and dungeons and dragons and similar games it was like why don't you come on by well i could come by but i'm going out with some girls from the sorority later well, yeah mm -hmm. but just come on by what time does it start well we start at seven things really get rolling at eight and then you get the oh yeah it sounds like a lot of fun but i'm meeting the sorority sisters at eight so maybe another yeah. time and yeah and then you're down from that i think the thing i loved about the groups though and that probably you saw it too with yours is it's in a nice big neutral location which makes it very easy for new players to walk in. Right. And if they're uncomfortable, walk out. Right. It's not like they're meeting you in, in a dorm room somewhere where they yep. don't know what's going to happen when the door closes. 
<laughs> come to the basement of you know Schlieshog Hall. Um, well, and, and I think I think it's one of those easy to forget. Like mm-hmm. we kind of took for granted. Well, yeah, we were all playing up in Chris's room, mm-hmm. and and we all kind of have the chance to go. Yeah, it's not a big deal because we didn't usually find ourselves in situations where we wanted to leave, and somebody said, "Oh no, no, you can't leave until." Yeah. Yeah. Which, which, unless I say that, and then I immediately think of the one major exception to that rule, but which I don't know if you've ever read it. Um, I have so much more to riff on, but I have to, I have to share this. Uh, there's a book. It was published in the early thousand two thousands called Confessions of a Part Time Sorceress, nope. and, and it's written by a woman named Sherry Shelley. Sherry Shelley Shelley Maza Noble. I know yeah. the name Maza. She was a guest. On our podcast, we managed to talk her into being on the podcast after she nice. wrote it, um, and she worked for Watsi. Oh, and she sweet. went in as a as a as an editor, yeah, knowing nothing about Dungeons and Dragons or related properties. She it was just a company that was hiring editors, and she right. put in a resume. Her first day, she shares in the book, uh, she stood in line for a copy machine behind a stormtrooper. <laughs> Like that was her like welcome to Wizards of the Coast, um, and so that she got moved to the D and D area, mm-hmm. and so what she did in order to kind of like better get her head around it all, yeah. she decided to try to play with her girlfriends. Right. So she called them all to come over. She poured out a bottle of wine. They all drank. You know, they all got through the first bottle, and then she went and locked the door to the loft and said, "None of you are leaving until we've played D and D." everyone sit down here's some paper and some character sheets right and i'm like you know we all kind of chuckle at that image but Mm -hmm. i try this and now there's a dozen restraining orders out there (laughs) Um, so like i said the kind of one exception to the you can't how do i hit that emergency button quicker on myself And according, if I remember right, it was a, it was a really fun night. None of them understood anything. She didn't understand anything as a dungeon master, but they all laughed the whole night. Right. And I kind of like so. So you played Dungeons and Dragons. You had a great time with some rules. Right. Um. And that's just the start of it. I mean, she has a lot of fun things that she writes about. It's a, a really neat journey. She's a great writer. Mm. Highly recommend. Definitely, I wrote it down. <laughs> so, um, yeah, some. Uh, so yeah, it was, you know, it, it was good. The school, I'm glad they were supportive of, the, the, of everything. We really, um, you know, had good times. We had, so we had peripheral things too, because once we had infiltrated student council and, <laughs> and all that, you know, it so was, surreptitiously. Well, it, it was, it was like that. It really, really was. So it, it made it a lot of fun. So this, so like, for instance, our office, cause the, it, once you were a registered organization, Got they an gave office. you an office, you had an mm-hmm. office. So we had an office, we had a game library and stuff. And one day we're, we're hanging out in the office and, um, across the hall these guys are like pulling ceiling tiles out of the ceiling and we were like what's going on and they're like oh we locked ourselves out of our office and so sparrow's like okay i'll pick your lock and she (laughs) 
bend some paper clips and <laughs> pick the lock on the door. And they were all like grateful, but Slightly after a terrified. bit, after a bit, they kind of went, "Oh crap! We shouldn't leave anything in our office, should we? Because <laughs> these gamer nerds will break in." You know, it was just so funny. You oh, know, God, that is awesome. You know, we. We're adventurers. <laughs> well, that love was, that kind of stuff. <laughs> that was the um. On that, see, I think we we had some luck in our dorm. Mm. We had infiltrated the, the our dorms council. Mm. So we we were able to get all kinds of events pushed through as dorm functions, nice. which was kind of neat. And that's something too. Like we figured out, like we had a lot of of RPG play in the common rooms. Yeah. And again, it was like that nice, like, hey, we're playing werewolf tonight. Why don't you come on down? I can give you an NPC that, that's running with the party. You can play them for the night. It's a, it's a, I can tell you all about this character. She's really cool. You'll like her. Yeah. Um, and it was a nice little pressure because if someone got bored, they, mm. there was not a very long walk out. Right. Uh, but we got to do, and I, I, I may have brought it up before, but it's, so much, it's too, too fun not to share, is we did a LARP mm. in the basement. We made a, made a dungeon. We hung plastic curtains. Yeah, and um, and it was a real simple quest. The party we gave everyone a pre-generated LARP character, and mm -hmm. they went in the back door of the basement, mm -hmm. and they looped all the way around this this like horseshoe, this fish hook shape. Mm -hmm. At the at the point of the fish hook was the Miller's daughter they had to rescue, and right. they would backtrack and go out the the main door of the basement mm -hmm. or the the study area. So it was yeah. like, and so we would do things like their first pass along the bottom of the fish hook, we'd send out a new NPC to be the bad guy to fight. Uh, and we uh, even, uh, we even had a side quest. They could choose to fight the fire ele elemental. And yeah. that was in one of the study rooms if they wanted to, but they could mm -hmm. skip it. Right. And, and with the, mm -hmm. for the Miller's daughter, we had a key on one of the monsters mm -hmm. to the handcuffs. And we duct taped one side of handcuffs to the wall and right. we locked Chris's girlfriend, <laughs> Billy Joe into the handcuffs okay so i mean granted she could just you know rip them off the wall right right she right had yeah, to, yeah. but it was the yeah, idea yeah. of yeah to get her loose you gotta get the key off the orc right and there yeah. was one group that went through and i and i i kid you not that the, the the group's going through they they get to the orc they're 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 totally fake we got to get the miller's daughter and get out we gotta get the miller's daughter and get out of here okay we don't have time to deal with the orc you mm. delay the orc i'm gonna go find the miller's daughter and their party road goes running off down the hallway towards it gets her. He's like, crap, we don't have the key. He's like, hang on. And he literally pulled the safety pin that was through his ear. Right. Took it and picked the handcuff lock <laughs> and then put it back in his ear. Right. And oh. I'm like, okay, goth rogue for the win. Yeah. Ching. Real world talents. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the biggest problem we ran into with that is by the end of the night that we ran the event, and they made a stop before we were ready because the dorm started to complain about mm. the noise from the basement. Like the first right. one was like, it's 11 o'clock. I want to get some sleep. I have a thing mm. tomorrow. It's right. Saturday night. You don't have a thing tomorrow. Um, <laughs> but like the dorm head came down and she's like, y'all got to get out of here before midnight. I don't care mm -hmm. what's going on. Hard cap midnight. But everyone who ran through the adventure stayed and said, can I go in there and be a monster? <laughs> so the, the first awesome. pass was kill the orc, kill the vampire, get out. The yeah. last pass was fight your way through the kobolds. 
mm. get to the orc and his two brothers, kill them, protect yourself from the skeletons while you get the, the Miller's daughter loose because the vampire and his bride are coming. And we still had people going, is there anything I can do in there? It escalates. We, we, we have no more jobs for NPCs. Right, right. Yeah, the one poor little adventurer with a wooden sword has to go in and fight. You know, it just it is packed in. You know, you just oh, see we, the horde. We, we saw that coming. We started like up in the damage from everything after a while. Mm. Like, hmm, there's a lot of monsters now. How we make? How, and we're writing. We found the rule book, and we're like, let's let's give everybody a lot of experience points and refigure mm. these stats. You don't do two damage anymore. You do five. Because mm -hmm. it was just awesome. it was so popular and so fun. And then mm. the guys that owned the local franchise called us and said, did you make any money on this? Because if you did, you owe it to us. Because uh, you used uh, our rule book. Oh, and, and interesting. Yeah, it was a very unfortunate twist. Like, I, I, I still to this day don't fully understand what they were thinking. Besides, mm. they were 20-somethings mm. who moved to Michigan from out east right with the intention of running these events for a living right and they were afraid a bunch of college kids were going to one-up them mm -hmm. and take away business so that and this is why i don't get so their thought was punish us right to ensure that everyone that had fun with us goes to them yeah yeah exactly because that's going to go real well. I mean, I'm like free advertising. <laughs> well, and, and that's the thing. And I even said, no, the only money we got was the money we used to buy stuff for mm. the event from the dorm. And then they, they said, well, according to our licensing agreement, if you were given any funds, regardless of how you spent it, those are our mm. funds and we expect them. Interesting. And, and the great irony is rather than giving them money, we went off mm. and wrote our own LARP rule book right and started our own larp society which i believe at least it lasted about 20 at least 20 years i don't know if nice. it's still going now but i do right, know right. that as of five years ago there were still small pockets getting together using the system oh sweet awesome. so like i mean again don't entirely know what they were thinking yeah, because the, the, when you were talking about it, I'm like, oh, man, that's a bunch of people who are now going to play the game. Mm -hmm. You just, you know, you just got, you know, 20 new people uh, it, for their stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's all weird and things like, um, yeah, no, we'll we'll go back to school. Well, no, no, we'll yeah. stay. Go well, ahead. One, it, one tangent, right? One tangent. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so there's a thing out there now called True Dungeon. Mm -hmm. And True Dungeon only does like two or three cons a year. And they make so much money <laughs> that, that they have animatronics built and, you know, have volunteers and mm -hmm. actors who do the stuff for these true dungeons like for instance the one we uh did the last gen con had a table that had like magnets under it and you had to work together as a team to move these controls to move a ship to through this maze 
you know, all of you had to pull ropes and stuff to move the magnets to get the ship through the the maze of islands and and Kraken and whatnot. Um, you know, I, I'm just it's just amazing with the stuff they do, and that's how it begins. You mm-hmm. know, you you write some LARPy rules, you have some fun. People go, "Wow, that's cool!" Uh, our our squishy war event that we used to hold every year um when i lived out in the middle of nowhere uh me and and my brother muddy you know uh uh sam the eagle uh you know it's one of those things that it grew every year it started with us just hanging out with boffer swords and you know we happened to have a trebuchet that we built so we would you know fling water balloons through the trebuchet and boffer sword each other and then it got bigger and bigger and bigger you know as they do until you have armies of like you're saying you know armies of zombies running around and and a dragon that's like eight people long you know oh yeah so it, it was good times good times yeah, and that's I mean, I think it I think it's fair when we talk about back to school stuff to to be honest about some of these experiences we had with things like LARPs because they tie so tightly into our D&D experiences and they're it's weird. It's like a gateway on either in either direction. There are some people that you you know, they're at the table and they kind of want to see what it's like to sneak mm-hmm. down a forest path. Right. And and check for traps and you know, put put themselves to the test to do things like, uh, you know, dodge swords or use a shield mm-hmm. or stand in a spear line. But then there's mm-hmm. the flip side where it's like you might have someone that's not so right to sit at a table because it seems kind of weird, but you might get them with the it's improv theater and you don't need mm-hmm. to have you know, here's your here's your dagger because everyone should have a weapon. But you're here mm-hmm. to tell stories and sing songs and you know don't worry if you don't get too into everything else going on because. You know, don't worry about that. That's what you hear. And then they have a good time and they want to do more of the combat and they want to make a D&D mm-hmm. character. And it's like, it can be a really good uh, bridge between. I, and speak of, I'm kind of surprised mm. that Wizards of the Coast hasn't, to my knowledge, yeah. launched an official D&D LARP. Right. There's mm. no D&D LARP rules. Probably is all wrapped up in insurance and stuff and mm. and that sort of thing because i know that once things become physical mm. in any way shape or form then there's this you know uh responsibilities and uh i mean for their um for their adventurers league and their uh i think it's called D encounters which is adventurers league for younger kids mm-hmm. i mean you have to go through background checks and yeah. stuff to do be you know to be a dm for them and things mm-hmm. and so i mean i can imagine that's just at the table at a local game store I can't imagine what insurance or what would be involved in holding events nationally and, and, you know, that kind of thing. Okay. So you're thinking if I'm hearing you right, it's, they probably pitched the idea of having some kind of official, um, D and D rules for LARPing. 
Yeah. And then they decided to, because there would be pressure to take it somewhere and make it a production, which then Mm -hmm. opens the liability. Better not do it. Because that's because yep. I keep thinking is that there's nothing even in the books to go. Well, if you ever want to try this live action, here are some rules you might use. Exactly. Um, which at the thinking, Vampire the Masquerade went there. Right. Yeah. They weren't afraid of it, and so maybe it was a product of the '90s. Probably because it was new territory then, you know. Yeah. And and. <laughs> and I'll say it this way, but Vampire definitely brought in the theater kids, yes. you know, and it really, yes. it really, really did. And then they were like, once they were in the door with, you know, some vampire, they're like, I can be a superhero. Oh, I'm going to go play some champions next Friday, you know, <laughs> or, you know, uh, you know, they, I can be an elf made from like Lord of the Rings, you know, that, that those were all viable things that, that, the, like I said, once those gates were open and people were like, oh, this isn't just, you know, lame nerds sitting in the dark, you know, <laughs> you know around a candle, you know, once people realize that, I mean, look at today. I mean, they, yeah. again, the, like I always like to say, the critical role people were selling tickets for live games the same price as like super bands reunion tours you know 240 bucks a ticket it just blows my mind i there's no way 10 year old me would have believed that no 10 year 10 year old me would have believed in chewbacca but would there'd be no way they that that i'd say the the people are going to pay rolling stone ticket prices <laughs> to play dungeons and dragons or to, to watch, watch people play dungeons and dragons. to watch dungeons and dragons that's the part that still kind of blows my mind even today right. as someone who make who develops content for people to watch mm-hmm. um and it's 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 weird because i think about how much i have to work to keep the game entertaining and i kind of watch mm-hmm. the little little some other like we're way more entertaining than they are. <laughs> this isn't fair. Mm. Which again, uh, every mm. performer ever. Mm. You're you're laughing at his jokes. <laughs> they're they're the kind of jokes that make dads groan. <laughs> well, I'm just yeah. I it was. I cannot tell you how. Oh man, so, some of my grognards listen to this podcast. So it was a glorious, glorious day when my brother finally said, Yeah, I'm watching, you know, I'm watching some DD YouTube videos and stuff. Because uh, you cannot, you can't, there's no way for me to explain how dogged I got for like watching people play. 40k or watching people play you know any any really any game hmm. that i you know they were like what you watch <laughs> people play a game yeah <laughs> if they do a good job with it yeah Absolutely. or if they're just funny because yeah. i used to watch a guy and he was horrible <laughs> He was really bad at games, but he was so funny, you know, he just, and, and I mean, genuinely funny, not, not like, 
<laughs> trying to be funny he would just play the games and he his personality was just such that he'd be like oh sweet buttery jesus i'm gonna die i'm gonna die i'm gonna yeah. die oh god you know so well and, uh, and that's anyway that's a big part of the the live play phenomenon is mm. the being in a position where you're you're adding something mm. beyond just the gameplay i feel weird because i've seen some amazing game players put on like let's play videos that are generally entertaining but they're not like i don't feel compelled to watch if i'm not really into that game right and then i've seen others where i'm like i'm not really into this game but that gosh i mean i think i've watched all the will wheaton tabletops right and i know i know that there's a lot of hate for him being a little loose and fast with game rules uh but they're always entertaining yeah they're they're entertaining people to play games yeah. Um, but, um, have you had any opportunities to, to do anything with school now? Um, like modern, like as, as, as getting out of the student role, have you right. gone back into a school and done anything? No. So the closest I I've done is that my, um, both, both the elves here, uh, one, her best friend went to a different school and they wanted to start a D and D club and i gave them stuff and i gave them some advice and then my oldest her school wanted to start a DD club um she was in a game club already where they played like board games or computer games or whatever uh like uh, console games and they wanted to start a DD club and i gave advice and you know stuff for that to help get that rolling a lot of it too because uh it became very difficult when the plague hit and so i all i did was give them you know basically links and advice dnd beyond <laughs> roll 20 you know all the things that we use to do streaming dnd now was, mm -hmm. was that's that's the only things i've ever really had um I've done in in a in a outside of being a student capacity. Yeah, it's it's weird because my school, um, my high school I teach at, has had mm. a D and D club. Yeah. Um, and it's gone through different iterations with different parents wanting to be involved. So, like for a while, there was one mom who was really big on it to support her son, mm. who was I, I think he was on the spectrum. He was having a hard time connecting. But he was really into D and D and board games, so it was like, uh, "I'll come up to the school. I'll bring snacks." Because let's yeah. be honest, among gamers, mm. if you put food on a table, we will show up and we will play whatever you want. <laughs> I mean, let's let's be honest. And and the thing is, is it comes from us because <laughs> I did it today. He's like playing, playing a game, playing a game, playing a game. Oh my God, it's two thirty. I have not eaten. I should probably eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. the, the mooch factor is really high <laughs> among gamers um and then the when it was a and d d and club d and d club it also the times i wandered through it almost always looked like a monster of the week club here's your 40 by 40 room here's the monster we picked this week which yeah. i mean i would not necessarily have had a great time with if i was right. like I know if I was if I was the sponsor, so I was the what the teacher who had to sit in the room and watch. I think it would have wear, worn on me after a while. Yeah. At the time, now I'm like, sweet, this will be awesome. I can't wait to watch you guys pull this one off. Right. Um, right. Because I always get involved with the clubs I sponsor. 
but they were having fun. They were having a, a grand old time with it. And then what was weird is when the teen wanted to play D&D at their school, uh, they went to the, the office and said, I, I'd like to see a D&D club because they kept getting kicked out of the library. Mm. They would go to the library after school. They would hang out in one of the study rooms. They'd get everyone around the table. They'd play D&D for 45 minutes. Yeah. And the librarian would come through and say, knock, knock, knock. The school, you know, the library is now closed. It's 45 minutes after the close of school. You all have to go home. And then she would usher them into the hallway. And yeah. some nights they would sit, because I didn't know this was happening. They would mm. sit in the hallway for another hour. Right. On the floor in the hallway and keep playing. Right, right. Which I'm like, you, you can't do that. <laughs> the school's going to get mad about that. And th this will be a discipline issue now. Mm -hmm. So they went through the channels. They filed, you know, they, the things got rolling. Another student actually mm -hmm. officially launched the club because mm -hmm. they got the form in first. But the right. school sat on it because they wanted to have an official teacher sponsor. Mm -hmm. And the teacher sponsor didn't want her name on anything unless she knew exactly what was going on. So she went out and bought yeah. the fifth edition books for herself. Oh, wow. And started <laughs> reading them. Oh, man. Which I'm not saying you shouldn't read the rule books. Right. But I also am saying you shouldn't read the rule books. Like... Let's be honest. They're not easy reads. Yeah. Like sitting down and going, how do I play a role-playing game? Crack. Yeah. A role-playing game is defined as the book right. you hold will. It's like you're not learning how to play a role-playing game that way. Uh, and so I ended up running. A, <laughs> I'm such a bad man. Mm. I organized a how to play D&D two-hour session at our public library mm. and encourage the teacher sponsor to sign up for one of the free slots in my right. how to play D and D seminar at the library mm. specifically to get her to learn and expedite this. I just don't know if I understand what's going on. I've been reading the books for like two weeks. It might be another six months before they can start the club. Cause I don't understand it. Right. Oh, which in retrospect was really fun yeah. because there was one family who signed up. I, I, the only people who showed up, there was one family signed up with the whole family and the teacher. Ah. And the family was super fun because they, they had gotten the essentials kit after yeah. watching stranger things. Oh, okay. And we're like, okay, teach us how to play. Right. <laughs> and that was, that was a hoot and a half. Um, but then when the club finally got started, they said, okay, we're officially having a Dungeons and Dragons club. It meets on Tuesdays for an hour and a half. It's a $50 membership fee. <clears throat> and I was like, are you serious? Right. And the school's response was, well, yeah, every club has an activity fee. Yeah. And that we have to pay the teacher that's sponsoring it. And I, I all I get is, no, you don't. Yeah. Like he just needed a room after school to go to to play D and D with his friends. Right. You didn't have to pay anybody for it. You just said, "I'm going to be here for two hours grading papers. Come on in." Right. And the, the answer I got back from the principal was, "Well, that sounds like something you need to take up with the local teachers association." They went, "No, you're not playing that card with me. I'm in a teachers association." In other words, let's put a nail in that coffin. Yeah. So I mean it, that that was that was a rough one, but that's 
when you oh, no. yeah when we freeze do i go away or does rob go away who really goes away during these interesting tech issues which is coming on way later than usual usually resolves themselves in just a few minutes but yeah definitely i'm going to keep talking all the way for gray to reconnect all right i think maybe we're back i think we're back all right um but yeah it definitely speaks to some of the fun things with school bureaucracy yeah um i know there's a lot of research about using role-playing games in the classroom yeah for like creative writing activities and such and i'm a math teacher i don't i've never gone down that particular road but um if the if the orcs are charging ahead at uh, 30 feet a second and the, the Bretonian cavalry is charging at 90 feet per second um. well no i did one year one year i was teaching probability uh-huh. i had the bright idea the kids were going to write they were going to make characters mm-hmm. they were going to then write a short story following a choose your own adventure format that I created. So I created the template, the choose your own adventure. They were going to then follow it with their character and decide either they were going to roll randomly Mm. and then discuss the probability, or they were going to say, it is likely my character will, therefore this happens and then continue the story. Right. And I tried really hard to get as deep as I could into you know, on a D8, if you add one to your roll, what, how does that change the probability of beating a five? Uh, um, I was using the Buffy the Vampire Slayer mechanics because they were way easier than D&D at the time. I would not now. Right, right. D&D has gotten way simpler over the years. Um, and it was not a great experiment. <laughs> boo, boo. Well, I mean, calling it like it is, it was... It was it was received well by the kids that had a really open mind and were willing to try an assignment by a, by, a, by a weird teacher. Most of the students just thought it was too much busy work to, to do some probability problems. <laughs> I've got to get that baccalaureate so I can move on to get to Princeton to, you know, Oh, it wasn't that bad. It was uh no. it was a there was something weird happening with a a demon at a high school day. I did I did a Buffy episode. Ah, gotcha. You know, the, 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 the school custodian turns out to be a witch hunter and the substitute teacher's really a demon and Right, right. Yeah, I mean I I yeah. I was it was kind of a fun it was it was back when I had the kind of time to throw myself into writing really crazy activities, you know. Right. In the, the pre children phase. Yes. <sighs> but, but yeah, I mean, I, it's neat though, too, to see more and more kids talking about it. Yep. And to see the pop culture is, is swinging around where it's going to be more normal to be, to say, oh yeah, we played D&D this weekend and. Yeah. Oh, it's, I, there's no, it's interesting to me how widespread it is. I mean, you know, they like like uh, we've said before. Nowadays, when someone says something like, "You know, uh, we played Monster of the Week this this weekend," and people go, "Ooh, is that a board game or a card game?" Even if they say that much, they can say, "Oh no, it's like D and D," 
and people just know D and D, Kleenex, beer, Budweiser. You know, it's they. It is. So and it's it's not just assumed to be video game anymore. Mm-hmm. I played blank this weekend. If it's nothing people recognize, they don't jump to. Oh, I don't play video games. Yes, because they yeah. they've learned there's a lot of other games people engage with. Yep. So. Yeah. Just the the uh, just board games alone have. I mean, it used to be here is this one wall. These are the board games that you cannot get at you know Walmart or Toys R Us, and you know now that <laughs> the local brick and mortar half the store is board games. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, and that's I think well even the Walmart. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. They've, they've gone past just stocking Settlers of Catan. Mm-hmm. A lot of companies, um, North Star Games especially, was able to have a lot of penetration into Target yeah. stores right, with like right. Evolution and stuff where you're like, this is not... Like, Evolution has some rules to it. You got to right. read it. Yeah, It's not, okay, what's the board look like? Where do we put the chance cards? Right. And we pop this little thing in the middle and the dice move. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Um, which then ties back to things like the, like, uh, Eric C who's a, a frequenter of the streams tried to play the Ravenloft board game with his kids this weekend. Ah. And, and the box says about 45 minutes to an hour per play. And an hour later, they're still reading the rule book because mm-hmm. it's, it's fourth edition D and D. Right. So yeah. it's a very, if you haven't played fourth, there's right. a lot of like, wait, what's going on? It's a very different animal. I, uh, uh, when the video game um, Tomb of Annihilation came out, I was excited about. Uh, I was really excited about you know getting to, getting to play and chult and you know all that. And then I realized it was based off of fourth edition, and I was like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I'll pass. Um. <laughs> well, and again, fourth has has got it's good. And it's bads. Yeah. Um, yeah. So normally about now we transition into our email phase. Sure. Um, but I will actually, I'm going to steer us into something off Twitter. And it kind of, okay. it segues a little bit into, into next week. Uh, hmm. And it also will be a good segue into what we have done and what we have coming up in the future. Sure, sure. Um, to talk about some of those things. Uh, but next Wednesday, which is September 1st, if my calendar skills are still strong... Mm. Um, there's a call for a blackout of Twitter, or sorry, of, mm. of Twitch mm. by content creators. Oh. Um, so for example, my D&D game will not be meeting as usual mm. on the first. Um, and it has to do with, it's a, an effort to, to raise some awareness with uh, Twitter users and viewers about some of the shenanigans that have been going, and I use shenanigans only because I really don't want to use all the horrible words that are tied to what's actually happening. Right. So we're just gotcha. going to categorize all the horrible okay. stuff as shenanigans okay. um, against the various marginalized communities. There's a, I mean, I, it's weird talking to people about raids because raids mm-hmm. sound really negative. Yeah. And in the old days of Twitch, they were. Mm. You know, you'd say, oh, let's go raid this new guy. Let's go, you know, ruin his day. And mm-hmm. a bunch of people would come from a major streamer and they'd pour into a small streamer's channel and just wreak havoc. That appears to be back. Mm. Um, but now they're bringing bots with them. So right. oh, it's yeah. really hard to shut it down. 
and it has very much targeted uh, the minority streamers yeah. and streamers from marginalized communities like the LGBTQ community. Um, so there's kind of a call for next week on the first to not stream. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to use a little bit of a chance here with our platform to kind of mention it, bring some awareness to it. Um, you don't normally stream on Wednesdays, so that's not really going to affect you. But it's Monday. The blackout is. It's on is Monday. It Wednesday? It's on Wednesday the first. Wednesday. Wednesday. Ah, yes. September first. Yeah, I don't normally stream on Wednesdays nowadays, and um, yeah, so I. <laughs> I would definitely be involved. I mean, if that was if it was a thing uh, that I was if I was in a game or whatever, I would definitely push towards. Hey, let's we... not. Well, we're you know. we're planning to move to YouTube for the night. Ah, nice. I, I, I don't for both because I want to make sure I get through this campaign mm -hmm. while my Kickstarter goes and then get ready to start the Kickstarter roughly on time. I also yeah. I kind of like the idea of twisting the knife in Twitch just a little bit. Right, go, right. We so could we could move to YouTube. We mm -hmm. want to stay on the Twitch platform. We could go to YouTube. Right. Um, and I want to play with them because I like the game. I'm having a fun time with it. I don't want to lose that. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't want to lose my week's momentum. Uh, we haven't pitched the idea of just playing off stream. Right. Uh, let's just right. all hop on Zoom and play. And then we'll just tell everybody next week what happened. And when they go, oh, I wish mm -hmm. we'd seen it. Yeah, we wish you would have seen it too. But solidarity, we're trying to raise some awareness about these shenanigans. Yeah. Um, and then again, to my frustration, I don't understand how Twitch can identify 15 seconds of copyrighted music on my stream, mm -hmm. but not notice a swastika as somebody's profile picture. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't process yeah. that. Like, I don't, I don't understand that one. Bezos can put himself into near space, but he can't. <laughs> he can't write AI to detect Nazi imagery. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, it's definitely, yeah. It uh, let's not. I don't want to go down a political road, but yeah, it's one of those things where our our freedom of speech is free to be is a freedom to be stupid and <laughs> yeah and uh i can't remember who the philosopher is but they were they said something along the lines of your rights at the end at the tip of my nose and <laughs> if you are doing one of these shenanigans on someone in in twitch or any platform you are crossing that line you are the bad person mm -hmm. you can believe whatever you want but the second you bring it into somebody else's yard that you're the bad guy <laughs> my personal favorite is is freedom of action does not mean freedom from consequence mm -hmm. so so it'll be interesting to see how that works out but that's a little bit of a segue a little bit of what's been things i've noticed on the twitters mm -hmm. and a little bit of, of current events yep. um and some coming attractions yeah so what, what else on a more positive note mm -hmm. what are some of the fun things coming up in your neck of the woods so on thursday we have a uh, monster noir over at, uh city of mists uh is the system we're using for our monster of monster noir campaign it is the end of mm, two years we're calling it our second season and it's the end of two plus years of the of the game we're going to take a break from it for a while because we've been playing it like i said every every month 
for like over two years and now we're going to uh we, we're wrapping it up and we're just about at the halfway point i've got some red herrings flung in there i've got a bunch of hooks set and we've got like five more episodes to to wrap up these these characters careers that have you know spanned millennia in some cases um so that's thursday over on indoor adventures channel at 8 30 uh, eastern standard time and then on sunday morning we're back playing wilder myth uh we just had a massive the boss battle ended the first book closed the first book and it was wow. it was amazing and um we we had technical difficulties the week before and so we started with the boss battle and then we were able to start new characters on the next on the next book the next part of the game and the next story and so yeah so now we've got some some new characters and um uh, some faces uh, we've tried to create characters of some of our favorite uh, characters from the past and stuff in different games that we've played in and things. So that's going on Sundays at uh, 10 ish uh, a.m. Eastern Standard Time over on my channel, Greybeard Tavern. Awesome. Uh, and then I'm back here Tuesday. Sweet. Yeah, and then for me, I, as I mentioned at the top of things, Friday, this past Friday was my stream anniversary, so mm -hmm. I ended up playing 14 hours of Solasta, which I am digging. At the end of the night, I switched from my streamer party to the all-caster party. So I had nice. I had Harry, Hermione, Draco, and Luna, which then <laughs> launched this big conversation in chat about which Harry Potter characters to, to create. Right. Um, and I'm like, nah... I don't know who 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 do we get and who do we get? Mm. well you should download the druid druid mod because that would make mm. like, I don't want to deal with the druid mod, um, <laughs> and then Sunday night Curse of Strahd is continuing. Nice. Uh, they're they're having some they've 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 gotten a lot accomplished and they've gotten a lot not accomplished. Mm. So they're they're making headway. They did get to my favorite encounter, which is they met Gertruda uh, in the castle, yes. and she's okay. one of my favorites. They were not into her. Um, and they almost <laughs> left without searching her room, which I mean, I have, I have to share this cause I have to vent about mm. this to, to mm. a, a compassion audience. One of their fortunes of Ravenloft mm. said that you will find the knowledge of your enemy where the, where, where the painting of the woman resides above the roaring fire. Right. And, and, and then halfway through, as she gets halfway through the reading, she goes, Oh no, no, but a princess has taken it and she doesn't know what she has. Which is my hint that Gertruda has stolen the tome and is hiding it in the next room. And so they get there and they're like they, they can't they can't grok out that they're they've actually gone the right room. They find Gertruda and they're like, Yeah, this this chick's crazy. Let's just get out of here. And I'm like, You're not searching the room. You're not hot. Why are you not searching the room? Mm. Search the damn room, guys. Search the damn room. <laughs> and then I'm like, they're not gonna find it. They're yeah. they're gonna they're gonna lose this this clue, and then mm -hmm. I had like in real time process, yeah, that this was a story arc the PCs were just gonna miss, yeah, like it just slips through their fingers, yeah, um, and and to to his credit, Adam is usually like he doesn't drive much because he's yeah. run Curse of Strahd, he knows what's going on, and it's like at some point he's like, all right, you know what, screw it, I'm just gonna intimidate her and get mm -hmm. her to tell me what's going on. 
And I'm like, okay, roll some dice. Oh, that was a really good roll. She blah, 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 blah. He's like, yeah, that's, I, I could tell you were suffering. That's that's <laughs> one of those things where, uh, again, I'll 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 like interject some things like because you know there's sometimes when you're playing online or when you know life is is strange or you miss a couple episodes that's usually where i'll be like hey uh cleric give me a wisdom saving throw or wizard scribble 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 only roll me an intelligence roll and that's where i'll be like it seems to you that you remember <laughs> this bit of knowledge you know <laughs> you can't you cannot get down on gertrude for being annoying she's she has no grasp of reality right she grew up locked up in a bedroom mm -hmm. and you yep. guys still don't know her real dark secret yet <laughs> i think maybe you've guessed at it but there's another plot twister, which is one of the reasons I love her as a character, mm. um, as just a neat little NPC that I think is underplayed in the Curse of Strahd Adventures. Um, and then my Wednesday night game, Valley of Plenty, is is really trying to figure out why is this this town that's beset by zombies, the rectoress of the church won't let anyone go there, and it's the only place in town the zombies don't go. Ooh, neat. And mm. it's 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 a fun plot hook, and I get to like it keeps sprinkling plot bits as they yeah. investigate it because I, I I know the moment they're going to get the full story, but I want to keep sprinkling, right, right, uh, to lead them into it. So that's that, and then the Kickstarter, which went off on Friday, I am yeah. ecstatic to share, um, is already for our first goal. Our first goal was is just to kind of some basic background expenses. So mm -hmm. our first goal was four hundred dollars. We are at three hundred and twenty-six with ten backers. Oh, nice! Woo! Um, and within minutes of it going live, somebody yeah. jumped on the top pledge of name the big NPC. <laughs> and it's now, I, I, Eric has he spent all Friday like I can't wait for you guys to all meet Evil McEvil Face. Right. And I'm like, right, no, right. no, no, no. Read the fine print. It says yeah. collaborate with the DM mm -hmm. on naming and shaping. Right. <laughs> this is a collaboration. Mm -hmm. So, but so that was like one of the first ones to go. And then a couple of people have like, uh, you know, are sponsoring full episodes and we're going to have signed cast photos. And nice. when we hit this first goal, which I really think we're going to hit this week, which yeah. will be really fun. We're going to then shift to the custom art uh, uh, stretch goal. So that's nice. the next one is uh, commissioning sketches of all of the PCs to yeah. be included in the overlays and on the t-shirts and on the cast photo. Cause the cast photo is going to be, if we get it, a picture of the cast member mm -hmm. with their character. And then oh. we're going to send those around to everybody on the group and have them all signed. Oh, sweet. sweet so it's sweet. like, we're going to print a huge stack of the pictures, throw them in the mail. Pond mm -hmm. will get them. She'll sign yep. all of hers, all of them yep. where she is, put them back in the mail, send them to the next person. Mm -hmm. And then I can send them out at the end of all of that. And you get like all of her autographs and everything. And it nice. should be a lot of fun. And I'm really geeked. And a publishing company reached out to me. They've got a Kickstarter running right now, too. Yeah. And they want to they want to collaborate on some some co-boosting. So oh. I, at first I thought, no, I'm not doing a follow for follow. I can't afford that. Yeah, 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 you know, exactly. But if I spend 50 bucks supporting your your Kickstarter and you spend 50 supporting mine, I'm just out 20 bucks to Kickstarter. Um, so but I'll network with you. And they're like, yeah, let's let's talk networking. 
Mm -hmm. So we're going to definitely be helping support each other through this. Um, nice. that, that sounds like it's going to be really exciting. So it's been a really, and I go back to work tomorrow. So it's like the last mm. seven days have just been, yeah, crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely, <laughs> um, yeah, I forgot my, my off, uh, off stream stuff. Oh, yeah. How's that going? Uh, we played, we played Zweihander, um, again, uh, by, uh, um, uh, a bunch of great individuals that I've played with online on live streams before. Um, I don't know if they're still making a lot of content, but uh, a hollow tale, if you look up their YouTube stuff, they're DMing their style. Hmm. They're like a sound engineer in real life and they do voice acting or voice work in real life. And they, their stuff is amazing. Check them out sometime. Um, he's the DM for our Zweihander game and it's, it's wild and funky. There's all kinds of, you know, um, there was like clockwork scythe people and Ooh. there was a three-headed demon thing that came out of the dark and took a big bite out of the shoulder of the priest and um so yeah a lot of fun there and my grognard campaign the kidnapping of the space jeff bezos but nice bezos's money with with uh with a nice guy scientist a real scientist uh involved they kidnapped him and his daughter strangely and it turned out to be this beautiful scene these these wonderful the the reason the captain captain kidnapped them or uh him was to make sure that he really cared about the daughter and the daughter wasn't just an experiment and all this so it was really really good uh really good stuff the um last time we had a session on that and then um yeah so those were those are my two out of out of stream stuff so a lot of gaming it's a good feeling well tonight i i think we're going low-key tonight for our family game night uh -huh. last week we watched um a movie mm. instead of playing D because it's we have family night on tuesdays and last mm. so last week we had we just watched a movie and then last night my daughter came down at 10 o'clock at night and said can we play uno now <laughs> and it's like no <laughs> no we can't so i don't know if we're playing D, D tonight but we're definitely i think there's definitely a game of uno in our future and then we'll probably kick it up a few steps from there right um right. because that's going to be our, our jam tonight so I'm, I'm excited for that and then we painted minis on sunday together yeah dude that's that's so amazing that was, Isn't that, that was amazing? really fun had a good time it is and she is she's just so much fun to hang out with on stream and i I fear for when she turns 13 mm. because i i really have a bad feeling she's going to say bye dad and Aww. start and, and start all of her own stuff and then she's just gonna she'll be partnered within a week and then yeah. i have to figure out how to do her taxes oh, oh okay all right i thought you meant bye dad is in I'll, uh, i'm i'm done with this nerd stuff and I'm oh out. no i mean as soon as she can yeah. stream on her own doesn't need oh me. yeah <laughs> oh yeah 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 that's a uh, yep that's uh i uh i had this this weird moment when uh my youngest was like yeah i something about fashion she said something about fashion and my 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 dad brain was like oh that's it i'm done I've done the yep. all the superheroes, all the D and D, all the all the fun stuff is is out the door from now on. It's clothes and makeup. Woe is me. 
And then she said she followed the statement with because all that happened in the, like a blink of an eye. And she, she followed the statement with because, you know, Doctor Who says bow ties are cool. <laughs> so parenting so, win. Yeah. So I was like. parenting win indeed if you've been listening to us on the podcast thank you for the download we appreciate it it would be really awesome if you would consider tossing us a review on that platform so other people can you know find this content and enjoy it with you um and again thank you to sweet steam for their support at Mm sweetsteam.com you can use steam noir as your discount code and get five percent off your order and at 50 bucks all the shipping is free Oh, and they right. will ship you chocolate over the summer. Mm. Uh, so you can definitely check them out. And then thank you to the members of the Inverse Genius community for allowing me to spam their Facebook page with adverts for when we go live and all kinds of other good stuff. Inverse Genius is an amazing family of content creators that oh, are God. just making tons of great stuff about board games, video games, role-playing games, podcasts, YouTube videos, live streams. Just a really great group all around. So you should definitely check them out. Any parting words for our podcast peoples? Uh, Don't be afraid to get out there into your community and see if there's places you can help or volunteer to help spread gaming. You know, uh, you know, you may not be a teacher, but that teacher out there might need someone as an adult or parent to get in the, into the school and help them. They, the, you can be the D and D person and they can correct papers like Lantern Noir said. So don't be afraid to, to look for ways in your community that the library or something to help promote gaming and support your teachers because they need that time to grade papers. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for the download and we will see all of you next time. Happy Hour at the Old Timer Tavern is a proud part of the Inverse Genius Network of Content. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving a review on your podcast platform of choice. They give valuable feedback for the hosts and help others find this amazing content.